0: For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is The Icons Club.
1: It is the Ringer NFL Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Yet another emergency pod, but this time, Kaylin Jones joins me. Hello, Kaylin. What's up, Kevin? How are you doing? I'm looking at NFL news, and I'm buried under it. Is what's going on? <laughs> Does the NFL now have a better off season than the NBA? Because that was always the thing was mm. was the NBA off season is, is season is better than the the regular season of the NBA. That that's right, objectively right. true. The NFL has a good regular season, but now they have a good offseason. Yeah.
2: No, that's the thing, like the wheeling and dealing aspect. And I feel like it's always been harder for NFL teams to do it because one, there's 20 million players on your roster. So not as much movement, but you know, you also have the myth of the salary cap, how draft picks are prized, one position being a premium spot. I mean, like there's a lot of factors into that, but I feel like these new... I don't know whether it's new age GMs or what, but
1: we're getting a lot more movement. It's it's new age GMs plus the rising salary cap, plus players who want to move in some cases. Um, There's a million reasons. It's almost a separate podcast. I will say, after this offseason, my new thing is the salary cap should be ignored. If you're not in cap hell, you're a weak GM. (laughs) If you're not spending so recklessly that every time you make a move your fan base and the media is now like, how are they affording this? Then you're right. not worthy of a GM job. Yeah.
2: The saints were like, what uh, was it? 50 million over the cap. And now they're like 30 under or something, something insane. They came up with like, I saw a tweet. So like, they restructure. came up with a hundred million dollars in the span of like two or three days, which doesn't make that any PFF sense. At all.
1: Graphic, the PFF graphic where it was like every team can get $60 million more by just restructuring like five guys. <laughs> like what? It, th- I don't, don't want to do hear this? about planning for the salary cap ever again. Right. right. I don't want to hear about no. cap flexibility ever again. Just restructure everyone. We had, we had a guy, I was talking to someone a couple five, six years ago, and they were talking about Cleveland in the early, early days, the Joe Banner, Michael Lombardi days. Mm-hmm. And they were saying like the mistake that they made was that they were like, oh, we're going to corner the market on cap space. And they got the cap space and they're like, oh, crap. Everybody, Everybody has cap has space in, under yes. the new CBA because exactly. it rises 10 million per year anyway separate thing we are getting <laughs> to one of the biggest moves of this incredible free uh, free agency trade period whatever you want to call it blockbuster season we'll call it that the packers Lock have traded Busters. Devontae adams R&B. one of the best players in football no exaggeration for a 2022 first round pick and a second round pick uh the ripple effects of this are monumental when this first came across your twitter Kalen jones you thought what
2: um, I thought the Raiders are for real. You know, like, they mm. are very serious about competing in this AFC West. And I know all the jokes over the past few days have been, you know, the Raiders are for as talented as they are. They're going to finish fourth. But my thing is, like, when you look at the roster makeup right now, I mean, they've they've always signaled that they were going to be all in. I think when Ziegler came in and mm-hmm. McDaniel came in, they committed to Derek Carr. He's only got one more year left on this contract. He's 31 years old. Whether you believe in the quarterback, Cliff, you know, approaching for him or not, I don't think it's coming for him anytime soon. He's been playing very efficient football. And he's also been more aggressive than he's ever been in his career. So I think, you know, getting him a familiar player who is, I think, the best receiver in football, mm-hmm. playing alongside Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. You know, Brand Saly was talking about this with a few of us uh, the other day when they signed Cleo Mag, and he pulls aside and was talking about how backside receivers like one-on-one football is so important. And now all you have to do is play Devontae Adams on one side of the field, draw two or three defenders. Now you have to deal with Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller on the other side. How are you going to match up with that? The Raiders are going to be fun to watch offensively, and they're definitely going to compete in the AFC West. Listen, Derek Carr,
1: you can do better, but you can do a hell of a lot worse. You can do a hell of a lot worse. And and, and you can win that. You can win the 2022 AFC West with Derek Carr in that roster. That's not, yep. I mean, I, I'm viewing it now. I was on a show earlier today and I was talking about this. And I'm viewing it now like the SEC West where that division, the right. talent is so ridiculous. The barrier for entry is so high that I'm just putting all these guys in a bag. Right. And I'm just, I'm pulling it out and say, I'm, I, and I'll pull out a slip and, and guess who's going to win. Uh, right. Obviously I would put the, the, the chiefs, as kind of a weighted favorite, but it's going to come down to injury luck. It's going to come down to literal luck. I'm talking about a couple of bounces and fumbles in December and how well your quarterback plays that year. If Patrick Mahomes has another run like he did last year, where it's four or five games in a row where he looks nothing like Patrick Mahomes, that might cost the chiefs next year. It didn't cost him last year. It might cost the chiefs this year because of how much the talent has been increased over the past couple of weeks. Chandler Jones, we, we, we talked about it with the Raiders. I think the Raiders are probably being overaggressive and, and overpaying for some guys who, at the end of their deal, they, they might regret having. But again, I can't square that with the fact that I no longer think the salary cap exists. I'm a salary cap truther. I've never seen it, like with the exception of the Cowboys, who seem to be the, the only team right now adhering to the, the NFL salary cap, every team can sort of figure this out right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
2: That's the thing. Like, I feel bad for the Cowboys believing in that because they literally armed the Broncos with Randy Gregory. Nobody in the AFC West believes in
1: Salary cap. All right. I, I, I want to get in the weeds on the AFC West a little bit later in this podcast. Yeah, Let's yeah. flip it and talk about what it means for the Packers. Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. If you were to guess what percentage of his of, of Packers targets last year went to Devontae Adams, what would you guess? Oh, 32. 32. Yeah. I think oh, you already, I this, oh right? you already saw this. Okay. <laughs> a full third, a full third yeah. of Devontae Adams' routes ended in a target last year. Nice. The high, that goes without saying that's the highest rate at the NFL. I mean, it's like, it's like a Shaq. It's like you're playing with Shaq. And it's just like, all right, let's we'll just wow. get the ball in there. Let's let's let him work. It's unbelievable. And, and this changes everything. Now, I want to address one thing, which was there was this weird Twitter thing going around like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to like this. You're a moron if you think Aaron Rodgers wasn't completely in the loop on this stuff. And then, by the way, that was reported just a few minutes ago. That Aaron Rodgers knew about this. The right. Devontae Adams, the Packers would have paid Devontae Adams equal to what the Raiders are giving him, which is about $28 million a year. Um, I think 141 total is the number I saw. They would have paid him, but he didn't, he didn't want to be there. So he's going back and he's going back to his old buddy Derek Carr. And when I say I, I, that Rodgers is going to be in the loop, after last season, the whole thing was communication. The whole thing was, "Hey, Brian Gutenkunz, let let me in on this." I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers likes this. Aaron Rodgers didn't did not want Devontae Adams to get traded. He probably hates it, but right. it's Devontae Adams going to his preferred destination. It wasn't a huge compensation package. I, I think I, I it wasn't a huge package. You, you could have held it up for more, I guess you could say. And Absolutely. I, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I, I just think that. Rodgers, um, th- this is Rodgers. You know, I was joking a couple weeks ago with Dominique Foxworth, and we were joking about how Rodgers holding this up was a, uh, it was a one-man stimulus package because he was making sure, okay, this guy's going to get taken care of. He did that last year with Randall Cobb, all that stuff. And Devontae Adams is not getting a long-term deal with the Packers, but he's getting a long-term deal near the West Coast where he played in college with his, one of his best friends in Derek Carr. Um, this is Devontae Adams being taken care of. Having said that, This changes everything about the Packers' offense because so much was predicated on Devontae Adams being able to win. Bobby Peters, who does some great breakdowns of the Shanahan McVay Lafleur offense, uh, had some um, clips on there on Twitter tonight. Who's basically saying like they're going to have to go back to pure progressions um, because so much and kind of spreading it out because of the way Adams opened up the, so much with just winning one-on-one. That, that was it. That was, that was so much of their offense. This is a Matt LaFleur season. Matt LaFleur needs to figure out how to replicate Adams' production without a guy who can win like that.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. You're not going to be able to. I mean, you got who? Juwan Winfrey, Lazard, Randall Cobb. I don't even know if they have MVS coming back. So, I mean, it, it's impossible to get that. Like you said, 30% of... The Packers target share was going to Devontae Adams based on his ability to win at the line of scrimmage that I mean, if you're the Packers, maybe for the first time in Rodgers career, they go and draft the receiver in the first round. I mean, that that's
1: probably the only right side that I can come up with here, but they, they, they have to sign. I'm not saying it's going to be anywhere close. They've got to go into a full court press for OBJ. Or even yep. Julio Jones, who I don't, you know, Julio ah. was what he was last year. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, if you can get him on, on a cheap deal, just just try yeah. and take a flyer on I wouldn't overpay for Julio Jones. I wouldn't overpay for Odell Beckham. But I, I would, I would feel, more, feel more comfortable with a guy like that on the roster. And then obviously, as you said, I would take a first-round receiver.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have anyone that can win really consistently on the outside right now. And it, even going back to that trade compensation, man, like a first and a second in this year, when you consider that Jamal Adams just a few years ago went for two firsts third and yeah. a starting safety. Even Wash Julio Jones, sorry, went from the, you know, from the Falcons and Titans, he got a second in the fourth. So I feel like the Packers could have gotten more. I get why they made the move at the same time, just considering how important he was to that offense, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's brutal because now you're really going to, especially now, you know, Allen Robinson off the board like a bunch of these great receivers from free agency are already gone. I and mean, even the middle tier ones like Christian Kirk is already off the board. You know, like I, I just don't know how they supplement that and replace Devonte Adams production within that offense.
1: The plan will have to be hitting on a first round receiver. Like we've seen over the past couple of years, a Justin right. Jefferson type. These guys are, are more available deeper in the draft than they've ever been quite frankly, even for, for reasons that we we've outlined. But then if you can get a cheap, 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 like, bottom of the salary cap julio jones yes a little bit higher than that frodo beckham I'm, I'm i'm feeling good about that um all right so it's alan lazard season right now like that, that's what we're <laughs> that's what we're looking at does Al-Lazard this change <laughs> your um there's by the way like there's an alan lazard fact that i've always loved i heard it on a preseason game years ago i was sitting in wisconsin watching the game uh-huh. during a preseason game it was a local broadcast and he had like six pick sixes in one game or was maybe three in one quarter he just kept he just kept, it was an i i gotta look it up but it was in it high was school some, yeah, 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 yeah it, wasn't, okay, it certainly okay. wasn't in college <laughs> or the nfl i think he went to iowa state but he had this game where he just kept pick sixing it until his team was like sit on the bench from now on like this is getting ridiculous anyway yeah, i don't want to i don't want to get on alan lazar tangent this changes fun, how you view about the mm-hmm. nfc and the packers place in it. how Ooh, that's a good question. And it changes everything because, again, I
2: was assuming the offense was going to maintain its efficiency because they were going to be able to bring everybody back, you know? Right. And they haven't been able to do that. Obviously, like the hole that they already had at right tackle. Um, I mean, Robert Tunyon, is he coming back? Um, now that you're missing the guy who was catching or at least getting, you know, the ball thrown at him 30% of the time, I mean, how does that change everything about your offense for as great as Aaron Rodgers has been? Obviously, back to back MVP seasons um, deserving of it and played at a high level, you know, consistently over the past few years without your number one receiver, without the best receiver in football. I don't know if that production is going to stay the same. And that being said, like when you look at the NFC, I know that Debo Samuel was tweeting about it earlier. Like it's looking like it's getting a hell of a lot easier for everyone else who's trying to compete there. Even in the NFC North. They bombed the Vikings. I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot more confident in Kirk Cousins suddenly than I was, you know, you know, two days ago. So I, I think it makes it a little bit more iffy for the Packers to win the NFC North. I'm not saying, you know, they shouldn't be the favorite, but I think Minnesota's not too far away at this point. Um, it really comes down to how well. That Packers defense plays, you know, going into next season, which they lost his Smith. I think he's back on the market Mm -hmm. because he flipped out of, you know, his deal with Baltimore. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's looking a lot shakier than it was about an hour ago.
1: Okay. This changes how I feel about the Packers in the pecking order dramatically, because I thought maybe, and listen, they'd lost some guys. They'd released some guys. There were some, I know we joked about it. There were some guys they couldn't afford to bring back. but. They look to me like, at worst, the second most complete team in a conference with not a lot of complete teams. And I thought their path to the Super Bowl was going to be quite not easy, but I was penciling them in for, for the Final Four, you know, for, for conference oh, okay. championship week. And then, and then figure it out from there. We've seen them fall short in the past, and even though they didn't get there last year. like we, it, They always feel like a top NFC team. I thought that would be the case this year. The Bucs are in that mix. The Rams, I think, are still in that mix, and now without Adams, there's so many questions. I have what their offense is going to look like. Who's going to step up in the and and it doesn't change how I feel about the Packers' ability to get to the Super Bowl. I still think it's 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 in play. I wouldn't be surprised if they're there in February. I just think that the the gap, as you said, between them and the Vikings, between them and the 49ers, between them and the Dallas freaking Cowboys. That gap has shrunk significantly tonight.
2: Yeah, and and my thing is, I wasn't too high on the Packers last season. Like consistently throughout the year, I thought you know again, like I I figured one player away, like Devontae Adams, he's again best receiver in football. Him not being there makes a hell of a lot of a difference. And then the fact that they've lost players again, like I said, Darius Smith being gone, you know, the the Buccaneers are right there, the Cowboys are right there, the Rams are right there. Like I don't think you know they they should be even considered the top team in the NFC at this point if that wasn't already clear, and I mean what happens if the Saints get the Sean Watson like th- yeah. this is this completely changes the landscape and the pecking order of the NFC and I you know the Packers for sure are not number one anymore in my opinion at all.
1: Who's number one for you?
2: Um, I say the Rams. I mean they're running everything back. They're running everything <coughs> back, and we've seen a proven way for them to get to the Super Bowl and on top of that even though they don't have Von Miller and lost him in free agency we've seen less need you know whether it's due to draft or through free agency be able to acquire impact players and I trust Sean McVay he's proven that he's able to do it and consistently do it even though the MC West you know while the, the Cardinals falling off Seahawks aren't the team that they used to be the Rams should be able to make the playoffs and if they get there they look like the most talented team to me.
0: And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: All right, so guess who does have good pass catchers? The Las Vegas Raiders. So (laughs) Hunter Renfro is going to eat is going yes. to eat with Devontae Adams opening things up for him. I, I, I think that this can be a really good team. I think that Josh Pantles is obviously a very good offensive coach. The jury, to me, was still out on – I mean, his, his tenure in Denver was a complete disaster, right. um, but they're stacking the deck for him. And I don't think that this is going to – I don't think that they're a nailed-on guaranteed playoff team, but I know that it's not going to be a complete and total – clown show like this roster is so good that they're gonna they're gonna win a bunch of games this year yeah no and that's the thing
2: like last year you consider all the chaos and the clown show that was going around along like around the raiders and they still managed to win games and squeak into the playoffs and the fact that they were able to add talent specifically on the opposite side of football you know for josh mcdaniels while that first tenure in denver didn't go too well i think that you know even when you consider the type of quarterback that Derek Carr is, I think he's a perfect fit within his system. I think that they're going to be able to be really multiple just based off the offensive skill players that they have. When you look at the two tight end sets that they're going to be able to run with Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, they can be able to run the football, you know, potentially, you know, building their offensive line withstanding. That's still the biggest question mark here. But they'll be able to run the football with Josh Jacobs, Mixon, Kenyon Drake, uh, James White, I believe, too. And so that's the thing. Like, when you look at that receiving core, like you said, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, that's nasty. And I think it's going to be really tough for, you know, the Chargers secondary, for the uh, the Broncos secondary. You know, it's it's not going to be so simple as it was, you know, maybe two seasons ago when, you know, Derek Carr was throwing the guys outside of Hunter Mm -hmm. Renfro who I couldn't even name.
1: This feeds on itself in the AFC West because – it's funny. Eric Burkhart, who's the agent for Kyler Murray, <laughs> is quote-tweeted uh, rap sheet. And rap sheet was talking about how Devonte Adams is going to sign there for the long term. And, and Burkhart clear shot at the Cardinals, say, wait, you're telling me if you've already paid your quarterback, you can also have highly paid wide receiver, highly paid defensive ends, defensive tackle, tight end, all that stuff. Well-paid running backs. He is making fun of the fact that the Cardinals have not committed to Kyler, nor do they – uh, do they have right. a super team? Exactly right. Um, they let guys walk, and so <laughs> I think if you're in the AFC West now, and it, mm-hmm. oddly enough, I also think that if you're in the NFC West, you should feel the same way. But guess guess who doesn't? The team that Eric Burkhardt's talking about here. But if you're in the AFC West, this just feeds on itself. And if you're the Chiefs right mm-hmm. now, you're thinking, "What's our next move?" If you're the Chargers, you're thinking, "What's our next move?" And I, I know that sounds simplistic, but like if you're in the AFC East right now, you're thinking, like. I don't know, man, I'm good. Like, like the bills are going to win this division. Maybe we'll win 10 games. Like I'm, I'm all set. And, and and I know, you know, this is sort of tongue in cheek, but, but not really. Like, I I just think that there becomes, I'm going to be joke about a Pete Carroll phrase. There becomes a a culture of competition where it's like, all right, we got to keep going in and in and in. Once one team is all in, you understand the barrier for entry. And that's why this is almost SEC West esque. Everybody now has a quarterback. Everybody has a a line, great athletes, a nasty pass rusher, weapons all over the place. This is, I I don't remember a, a deeper, more compelling division. Yeah, it's the Wild Wild
2: West. And, you know, what's crazy is I think the NFC West was similarly compelling, but the aggressiveness of the trades and the aggressiveness of, you know, the free agency signings, everything that's happened, you know like when when you think about the Rams for example, you know, we talk about all their crazy moves, but they came about organic like some of those star players came about organically like Jared Goff when he mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald all that. Like pretty organic. Uh you know the Seattle Seahawks, very organic team. The 49ers very organically came about and the Cardinals have always been, you know, kind of spinning their tires, signing old people to contracts that they probably shouldn't be. Um but that being said, yeah, like the AFC West, like you said, it's going to create a culture of competition, but I think in the Raiders specifically, like I mentioned earlier, like when you look at Derek Carr and where he's at in his career, I know that again, like the jokes are that the Raiders, you know, they're just trying, they're being over over aggressive just to finish fourth. But at this stage, like, I think this kind of gives, he's got one year left on this contract, right? And so I'm sure that the Raiders are probably gonna find a way to either extend him or this a year for evaluation And they're able to move on going into next year. And suddenly you have a strong roster foundationally to supplement with a starting quarterback of whatever caliber you want to add. So I think this is a good move long term, even if it is all for naught. It's not the, you know, when you look at the other teams within the conference, I think that there's a really good chance that there's, you know, we get three playoff teams out of the AFC West and potentially fourth, considering there's that extra playoff spot now.
1: I just don't understand like the jokes. Oh, they're they're gonna be over aggressive just to finish fourth and all that stuff. Like, what are the Raiders supposed to do? They're, like they're just exactly. supposed to look at Patrick Mahomes and be like, "Well, <laughs> it's quitting time. Time to slide down the dinosaur. We're good for ten more years." Like, no, I mean you have to be over aggressive because that's the only to way it. to climb that mountain. It's yeah. really, really easy. And and I have th- easy calculus. It's not easy to do. It's an easy, it's an easy thought right. process. What do right. we do? We just sell out and get really, really good players and just hope for the best, hire a good head coach, hope there's a culture that gets built there. I mean, Brad Spiliger made this point tonight, but this is the complete opposite of what McDaniels did the first time in, when he was a head coach. Mm. He traded Jay Cutler. He tried to get Matt Castle, kind of a forgotten chapter, traded Jay Cutler for, for a bunch of picks. Um, eventually had the, the the tebow era there they're not mm. going to try that they're going to get proven commodities they're going to roll with Derek Carr. they know what that is they're going to get Devonte adams surround him with weapons get guys like chandler jones who mcdaniels knows well obviously from new england we know what he is as a as a production guy this is for this is some known commodities and i think that that there's probably something comforting in with mcdaniels in that
2: Oh, absolutely. There's something comforting, you know, even with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, man. Like, Mm. it's crazy because, like, Kevin, you know, I'm still like still relatively green to being around football teams. But I feel like especially being around the Rams and the Chargers, they talk so much about not just, you know, what you're able to do as far as being a football player on the field. Because the baseline for being in the NFL, you're already an elite athlete. It becomes about what you can do as far as like the mental aspect and the emotional aspect. And familiarity, comfort level, that stuff matters to a lot of smart people who are building football teams. And so it's a small move, in my opinion, like in in the sense of, you know, one out of 53, you got Devontae Adams with Derek Carr. But that is going to make a significant difference, I think, for that offense and for what the Raiders are going to be able to do moving, moving forward. If you're a Raider fan, you should be so excited about this because for so long, you know, the calculus was let's draft, you know, try to be over aggressive in the draft, take swings on yeah. players that probably won't fit your system, but they're super athletic. Like, and they didn't have a quarterback for the longest time. So my biggest thing with all the Derek Carr chatter, like they'll figure it out when they figure it out. But the fact that they are investing and in building around him right now is what matters. And it gives them a shot to compete in the AFC West and compete in the AFC and potentially make the playoffs just like they did a season ago.
1: How is Aaron Rodgers feeling
2: right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean can he call up James Jones? I mean his buddy from NFL Network. Can you get they him to suit did, up? They did
1: they did Well, he works for he does a pod for us, so we'd have to oh, sign off. Oh, that's right. On that's right. He does do a pod we'd for us. Right. We'd have to sign We'd have to sign off on it. Arjuna and I, or I see Arjuna in the Zoom. <laughs> We're just waiting to get that text. Chris Olave is currently in the Pro Football Focus mocked to Green Bay at twenty-two. There's a couple of people who've already made the the change with the trade. Right. That wouldn't be too bad. Um, you can go out and get a, a guy who is ready. You're ready to play now. Um, I'm trying to look for another wide receiver. George Pickens is at forty-three going to the That's Falcons right really now, so pick, he would be yeah. he would be in uh, pr- presumably available um, with that pick. Um, and then you know, obviously, Green Bay could always move up. I'm um, trying to think of look at other wide outs. Um, Dotson from Penn State is also in the 40s there. So Jump there's going to be yeah. some guys yeah. who are available. Yeah, there's going to be some guys who are available. It comes down to Rodgers preference. It comes down to whether or not they want a Devontae Adams clone or they want to do something else with the offense. I mean, this is we haven't really seen Matt LaFleur build an offense without Devontae Adams. So who knows what the actual right. preference is? Um, we've seen Aaron Rodgers play without Devonte Adams and we know what kind of guys he likes and mostly it comes down to trust. It's not necessarily he'll play with anybody. When James, when James Jones came on this podcast, he just talked about help. You know, he just wants smart guys who, who understand what to do and how to, how to improvise and all that stuff. You know, um, he, he, he wants to build earning his trust is really, really hard. Um, but I think any type of receiver, can do it, and once they can do it and improvise and 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 keep up with them intellectually on the field, um, as James Jones has, has talked about in the past, that that that's all that matters. So I'm I'm intrigued to see where they go, but it has to be has to be a first round wide receiver. They cannot. I am so into the idea of best best player available. I defended Brian Gutenkush mm-hmm. when they took Jordan Love, and I said, Hey guys, you all say you love best player available, and then someone takes the best player available, and they're on their board, and you get mad right? That, that's how this works. I'm all for that 99% of the time, okay? I'm not saying that they're going to draft a, a quarterback, but what I am saying is, if there's a wide receiver and he's ninth on your board and you like some tackles, I'm telling you to throw the best player available construct into the ocean and take the <laughs> wide receiver. Do not yeah. play games. Yeah, there's got to be a time and place the for lake. everything. The lake. What's the closest lake? There's a bay. Throw it there's into the
2: bay. bay. I, I've never been out there. I have no idea what the ge- geography of
1: Green Bay, Wisconsin,
2: any of that.
1: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I honestly, dude. I mean, there's there's some water there, but I don't really see it. Right. <laughs> you got. I look don't that really. One up. You got. Well, I go up. I go up. What is it? Forty. Forty three, maybe. Something like that. And I just, I don't really see the water. I'm not sure I've ever seen the water in Green Bay. I've probably been there 15 times. That's 15 times more than me.
2: Um, but yeah, like that being said, we'll get you like this
1: year. We'll do a field trip. That or would field be, trip that would be fun.
2: Let, seriously. Let's go during the offseason um, When it's not cold. Yeah, let's go like Fourth it, of July. Oh, I don't know if I want to be in Wisconsin. <laughs> <fourth of July. laughs> no, I know. It's the
1: only time it's warm. It's the Andrew Brandt line. There's only two seasons in Green Bay, winter and fourth of July. Oh, I've never heard that. Okay, that's good. All that's right. good to know. Maybe I don't yeah. want to go during football season. Don't right go now. July 5th. Bring your jacket.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting spot, though, at 22 for Green Bay. Because like you said, Alave makes a lot of sense at that point in the draft. Um, He makes a lot of sense, too, in terms of the idea that Rodgers wants to play with someone who's smart and savvy. Because that's his game. He is a really, really savvy receiver. I think they really need someone that's going to be able to win one-on-one backside. That's what I'm saying. They don't Mm -hmm. have... Anyone that can do that right now. Maybe Amari Rodgers can develop into that, but I mean, I, I like his upside, but he's not there yet. And, you know, the Packers are built to win right now, especially since you have... What, how old is Aaron Rodgers? 37, 38 years old. Like, they, they've got to go all in. So like you're saying, they got to the be, be a best player. He'll be 39 years December. old. Aaron oh, wow. Damn, I was selling him, short. He's older than I thought he was. Um... They need to go best, not, not best player rail. They need to get a receiver first round and not play. Best,
1: best wide receiver. Best wide receiver. Don't even wheel in. Don't even wheel in the big board until the second round. Just have a receiver board. I mean, they're all going to be good, Kevin. Like, that's the thing. Like, these, these
2: receivers, as coaches and GMs keep saying, they are nuts. They somehow keep getting better every single year.
1: Uh, anything else today pique your interest, we're going to do a full pod outside of these moves. Some of the Fletcher Cox stuff, all, all of that we'll get there. Um, Alan Robinson to LA is a big deal. Um, anything pique your interest? No, I mean like we, we
2: just talked about it, man. Um, did you know that Tom Brady is back in football? That feels like a year ago.
1: He did. He came back.
2: <laughs> it feels like a year ago.
1: Um, maybe 20 it does- years ago. It does feel... I mean, the Russell Wilson trade feels like it happened in 1997.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: That's your review, I mean, after just, I was born. Is someone waiting to, to get like a week of the limelight and they're just going to release their news like right at the end of this, hoping that they can get... Because Aaron Rodgers got like half a day of shine. Devontae Adams will get shine until the, until the Deshaun Watson news knocks it out of the headlines. Jameis... Give me Jameis. Oh, Jameis Jameis to Indy? The Jameis to Indy? I guess the (laughs) Matt Ryan destination if if the Falcons were the Watson pick. You're right, right. That could be Indy. And then it's Baker. Baker has nowhere to go.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that today. That's the most petty shit ever is Baker Mayfield saying, thanks, Cleveland, and then Cleveland deciding, you're not allowed to go. That is nuts.
1: I don't. It's, it's funny, but it's also like they still might trade him in like two weeks if they get They still better. might, right, right. It'd right. be really Live funny reach. for them to be like, we're not going to trade you. And then, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we got some guy 2% better. You're actually gone. Like, it, 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 it's, it's, really, it's really something else.
2: It's it really something else.
1: Very um, weird situation. He will be in Carolina this year or something. That's my prediction. David Tepper says, I need a franchise guy. Someone talks him into it being Baker Mayfield somehow. I don't know. I mean, he courted Deshaun and just got told no after a year. Oh, so, not, yeah. just, not just that. They put a, they put a come, please come to our franchise Deshaun sign on the lawn for, for a year. That would have been fine. Lots of teams have failed in their recruitment of players. Okay? Right. But he's going to go to a division rival. That hurts. It's going to go to either New Orleans or Atlanta, and you already have Tom Brady in your division. So you failed. In your big recruitment, you're not good at all. You have no answers. You don't have very many good players. People are saying you're going to throw Christian McCaffrey into a deal for a good player. Is that supposed to help? Is that supposed to entice people? Like, I like Christian McCaffrey as a player, but he's hurt and he's expensive. The two worst things in football. And so now you get the worst possible news if you're David Tepper, which is the franchise quarterback that you've wanted for a year, is not coming. He's going to a team you're going to play twice a year and he's going to compete for a playoff spot with. And oh, by the way, Tom Brady's back in. This is a complete disaster zone in Carolina right now. The NFC has shrunk quite a bit today as far as the, the distance between the mediocre teams and the Packers. But The Packers are still second best team in the NFC. I think the Bucs are actually my NFC favorite now, after this week. Okay. That's Ooh. my take. I, I've been sneakily picking the Niners.
2: Um, my gut says the Niners, but I'm still waiting for free, free agency to close. I think that's my Super and Bowl And like pick, five more huge trades. There, that's what I'm saying. Like, There's going to be something. Get ready, because in about two hours, somebody gonna else be, is going to get traded, Kevin. Well, you're
1: on West Coast time, so you'll be hosting. You'll be hosting with someone in Hawaii. We're just going to keep moving the time zones. All right, <laughs> Kalen, uh, we'll all be back with another pod quite soon. Don't know when that is. it's the Watson decision? There will be a pod on this feed. If not, maybe we'll just do a random pod just to wrap up uh, all the moves. Uh, worst case scenarios, we'll see you next week. This has been the Ringer NFL show on the Ringer Podcast Network. Thank you to Carlos Sherboga for his production assistance with additional production supervision by Arjuna Ramkabal.